Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or I'm going to shut it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll it. Hit it downhill. With power, you're running straight downhill. You know where we're coming. And we know where y'all going to be lined up at. Now you just got to stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Peace mode is already inside of you. The doctor is now in. The beast is alive and well. Hour number two coming at you here on this Monday. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Marco, wagertalk.com. Go there for his plays. Got football, basketball. Do you handicap any soccer? No soccer. No soccer. That's hockey. What? They throw a do hockey. Oh, yeah. Golden Knights uh, got a loss, but I guess you say it's about time. Uh, if you're a situational guy, that was the situational play of all time. They played three games in four days, back-to-back nights, and they just beat a team that was talking a little bit of smack. The Stanley Cup champions from two years ago, Colorado on Saturday night, and then had to go play Anaheim, and that was a case right. of looking past it, which they had a 2 nothing lead going into the third period and then collapsed. You know, th- this flat spot, is, it's crazy. Because the Golden Knights could not have played any better than they did Saturday night. Was it seven nothing? Yep. Uh, just blanking the Colorado Avalanche. Just uh, amazing. And then you you come back what twenty four hours later, and then you on late, the road on the road. I get it. I, I but it's 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 crazy. You, Fat you know. and sassy. That's I know. Why, I, I, why I know. I know. Insane. It's it's it, it's insane. Just goes to show. You, and nobody was going to that game Saturday night expected a seven nil shellacking like that. It's crazy how that can happen, uh, not only in hockey, but in sports in general. Crazy stuff. All right. So, it is birthday. Birthday boy Marco D'Angelo today. You thought you were going to escape this, huh? That I wouldn't know this. But, uh, yeah, Birdie told me all about it. <sighs> she wanted me to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, uh, okay. No, no, she, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to put her on the slot, on the spot. Marco D'Angelo's birthday. So he's like kind of like Dennis Rodman. He wants to have a whole birthday week. So he's going to get out of here, you know, after the show. He's going to go back to Pittsburgh. He's going to go to the Penn State Michigan game. You got to like it. How do you feel about having a November birthday, especially like early November? Uh, it's better than having a late December birthday. Those those guys get screwed. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're within you're within a week of Christmas, that's me. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Hey, I got you something really but nice. See, I never it's minded birthday, birthday I, and Christmas. I never, I one. never minded. You know, a lot of people make a big deal about that, and I guess I can understand if it's like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth or twenty sixth or something. But you you're on the a week either side of Christmas. I, I, I've never minded it. I, it's it's kind of cool. So I would have thought for you that, you know, you always want to get, you know, your comps lined up and everything, but you wouldn't want somebody, you know, tagging one gift as two. That just does I wouldn't think that would fly with me. <laughs> You're never going to win a battle with me on that. You'll win the food bet. Thank but, you. Okay, you're going to win Thank that. Thank you. You're going to win that, but when it comes to the, you know... Let's try. You gotta get the scoreboard back up there again. <laughs> I, I, I'm having problems keeping track of this. Uh, Mike Tice owes me two. Marco, now, I think you know we we you know we we cleared the slate you know from before, right? So we're, we're I'm, I'm pretty sure we cleared <laughs> the slate because I've never seen you buy a million. So wait, it's like you've gone out to dinner with him 167 times because that's what it was at. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. He he usually he comes through, but there's always you know now he's getting a little too comfortable because you know now with the snide comments and everything. And then can we can we find Friday's segment where <laughs> no. where it was his idea for the Dallas and, and Philadelphia? I said food bet. And, and do you remember what he said? I mean, how vile that was. I was like, yeah, and 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 you're not gonna take me to a place with a comp. He goes, you gotta pay. And I, I go, what does that have to? I mean, he was so fired up about this. All the archives, yeah, got deleted. I'm sorry. There's not. There's none of it. I can't yeah, do yeah, it. He told me. He, he told me you guys already talked about that. Yeah, see it. It's see my it. birthday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There you go, man. All right. So what's the the birthday dinner on tap? 
well, because uh, Mrs. D'Angelo is a little under the weather, so we're not going out tonight, but we are going to grill some big old fat steaks on the grill. So you're grilling yourself on, on your birthday? I am, yeah. But see, I, I, I could go with that, yeah. because in, you're interested in the football game tonight as Absolutely. well, too. Absolutely. So and you'll you, get a picture of the steak, as you usually yeah. do. I always send you the before and the after. <laughs> I, I don't need the after. Well, really you know... Don't. you know. <laughs> Steak preparation and then plated. How's that? Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. We right. didn't go the way, way after. <laughs> All right. So where do you go get your steaks? Um, you go butcher? I'll go to, I, I'll first, I'll check the grocery stores and check. You know that I look at the food and if yeah. I like what I see, good marbling, I'll go there. Then if not, then I'll have to run to a butcher shop and, and get a higher grade. But it seems like all the pictures that I'm getting when you do the home grill is usually the marbling. It's it's the New York or the ribeye. Right. You, you never do a filet at home, huh? Laura, I, I cook a filet for her. So yes, she likes filet. Oh, oh, I don't get the enough The queen flavor. of steaks. Yeah, I don't get enough flavor with the filet. I'll do a filet in a porterhouse because you are getting the filet and the New yeah. York strip. I'll go that route. But filet just doesn't – I need the flavor. Mm. That's why I want marbling and I want a bone-in steak. You get the juice from the from the bone marrow, <laughs> seeps into your food. There it is. Okay. Most people don't like bone-in stuff because they don't want to pay for the bone. They don't realize that a you know, little bit that you're paying to have that bone there, you're paying the weight, is giving your steak way more flavor when you're cooking it. it how about a bone-in filet? Uh, I like a good bone-in filet. Do you know that there's only like two or three of those in the cow? That's why yeah. the bone-in filet is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had the bone-in filet. I've gone that route yeah. for experimental purposes. See, you got to get the good filet. And, you know, so for some people that, that don't like the filet, they think, okay, I, I, I want the bigger steak. I want the marbling. I want that sort of thing. Okay. For me, I don't like to eat fat. That's why I kind of stay away from the ribeye. I, I like mm-hmm. a filet, but you got to have a, again, you're gonna, here, here's the bougie me, a high-quality filet. You just can't get the choice filet because, yeah. Not not real flavorful, but if it's cooked right, gotta cook the fillet right. It is the most tender cut of all the steaks. It, you're 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 getting it for the tenderness and for melting in your mouth. And that's why that wagyu fillet, nothing like it, my friend. We all can't have wagyu steak every day, my friend. No, but it's your birthday, so you can get it today. Well, but whenever we actually celebrate the birthday dinner, it'll be it'll be somewhere really nice. Yes, uh, I, and you will get pictures for that too. All right, and I will even send you something that you're not familiar with. I'll take a picture of the bill. <laughs> I sent you that too. You're, you're brutal, man. I you're, am. You're Has he ever seen one of those? Yeah, when he hands it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hand it to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't even reach. That, yeah, he, I don't yeah. Need no, to. Alligator arms don't work. Listen, why should I Why should I reach when, again, I'm the recipient of the winning bet? I mean, come on. There you go. Question for you, Numchuck. No, uh, if somebody texts you and said, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, what do you think I'm doing? Okay. And I send him back a picture of, of a mountain of chips. Huh. And he goes, poker oh, chips. Yeah. Poker yeah. chips. Yeah. And he goes, I, Oh, good. I'm thinking about going. You want to join me for dinner after the game? It was after the last World Series game or something. I said, yeah, sure. Now, when somebody invites you to dinner, okay, isn't it like kind of, you know, at worst, say, let's, let's split, let's split it. Let's, let's split, let's let's split it. At worst. At, at worst. worst. As Jules Winfield said, well, allow me to retort then. All right. <laughs> well, allow me to retort. <laughs> If he has the big stack of chips, then he's more than willing to pay for the dinner. Like, that's kind of the invitation there. It's like, oh, okay, you're playing with house money. But let's, here's the deal there, okay? I never asked for you to pick up the tab, my friend. I never asked, okay? I actually even said, hey, let me see the bill so I can give you some money or pay for the tab. And he goes, I got it, I got it. This is his repertoire. Let me explain, okay? Hold on, it's because he's used to it. Let me tell you what he says. It's like, I don't want to break your streak, and he offers to pay. Okay. Um, and you- is it, is it, now, am I making this up, or is that your verbatim? Uh, you forgot one important part of that But story. is that your verbatim? No, no, you forgot a very important part of that. Story. What's that? Okay, I showed up, and the first thing I did 
was give you some Benjamins for putting a bed in for you. Do you remember? Yeah, Guido okay. the okay. bookie. And then Mommy. whenever the, the Guido check, the bookie. Yeah. yeah. So when the check came, he did inquire about it. He goes, "All I got is those hundred dollar bills you gave me." <laughs> so which means. He went out for dinner with no money in his pocket. <laughs> I got a credit card. What are you talking about? Cards? We've never seen nothing. <laughs> We've never seen nothing. It does not deserve exist. this. It's, there's two things that we're trying to find. The Loch Ness Monster, Sasquatch, and your credit card. <laughs> Nobody's seen any of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do, I, do I really need to, 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 to do this? To, to, to go out like that? Wow. <laughs> I mean. Did you if, or did if, you if not I, tell if, me you had no? Are no you cash is it jelly, that that night? Yeah, but I'm gonna pay for it. Exactly. That's awesome. There are a lot of people that do not carry cash. I'm usually not one of those. I carry cash and a credit card. But again, casually making a joke. Yeah, you know, You're, it's just I, too. E- it's too easy. <laughs> it listen, really is. Listen, why do you want to? Uh, it sounds like it's a jealousy thing because I am able to get complimentary food at places why is that I, why is that wrong I'm, why is that wrong? i'm working i'm working to be the mini the mini tc but, but you're, you're coming across really bad there really bad and vengeful man and happy birthday to you too jeez what's this what's this in the middle of the table <laughs> in that little uh, leather folder thing that, what is that's that your bifocals uh, yeah, that's no, your, your glasses <laughs> i think you need to put those things on man uh, unbelievable we love you tc yeah I bet. <laughs> shout out to my guy johnny over at blue ribbon yeah johnny those wings fantastic the other night on a bucket of chicken the filet mignon great at blue ribbon too it's good it's very good all all the steaks there as we know, Nubchuck shaking his head. He knows. I don't oh, know about know. the steaks. Yeah, I do know about the chicken. You, I, we had chicken in the ribs. We had the ribs we, were pretty we, good. We too. did it. Yeah, chicken. The ribs were good there too. And that's where we're going to be going hmm? when you get back from Pittsburgh. Okay, that's where we're going. All right, all right. So you can pay off your Eagles bet. <laughs> he's not paying though. He is paying. He lost the bet. <laughs> What do you mean he's not paying? He lost you know, the bet. You know Johnny will be there, and Johnny will help you Johnny, out. Johnny, we're coming on your night off, okay? Make he's you not wasting because, because, waste the pump on because me. Marco, on. Because Marco wants me to pay, oh. so I want Marco to pay. You never hear me say that. If if you go to one of your spots, okay, uh-huh. one of your senior discount nights <laughs> that you go at 4 o'clock in the middle of the week, okay, this is Mr. Bargain Basement Shopper. If you want to take me there, do you think I'm going to complain? Say, no, we're going to go after 7 on a weekend because I want to see you go deep to the wallet. I would never say that. I would never say that. But Friday's show, you sit there and go... You're not paying me off with a comp. Like you're, I, you're eating for free. What does it I matter? I did say I, you don't need the tape. I said I want you to feel pain. Yeah, I did. That yeah. was my exact quote. Yeah, you want pain? <laughs> Jeez. And I did. Uh, and, and, and see, see, karma came back to bite you, man. Six inches. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Six inches worth. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we won't talk about uh, the the Eagles and uh, and Dallas anymore. We won't do that. How about Joshua Dobbs? Joshua Dobbs comes over from Arizona. Unbelievable. Uh, what is a third team this year? This year. Uh, five, five teams in the last calendar, yeah. in the last calendar year. Yeah. Um, again, didn't have much interest in that game. I got to say, I really enjoyed this weekend because of the best bets in the games that I played. They were the no sweater variety. And, um, Cleveland, Baltimore. I'm going to throw Kansas City in there as well, too. Because we talked about Kansas City and taking them, only laying a point and a half. They jumped out to a 21 nothing lead, and then they kind of turned off. They, they turned Which everything is, off. That's Andy Reid all the time. It's weird, though. It, it's, it, even though I, I still never really felt threatened, I know Miami had a chance to, to tie that game, uh, but it was pretty much cruise control. I mean, you get up 21 nothing, and then you don't score the entire second half. That was strange. But uh, we talked about Cleveland and Arizona. You know, going with Clayton Toon, 
quarterback in the Cardinals. Uh, great bounce back game for the Cleveland Browns coming at home. Easy peasy. Same thing. Seattle, like I mentioned on Friday, traveling cross country, Baltimore, never a game 37 to three. So, uh, I, I love having those type of games. And, uh, that, that was great. Obviously, like I said, had to sweat a little bit in the afternoon with, with Philly and Dallas. And then let's talk about the Sunday night game. Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, Cincinnati was favored by two. They were pretty much in firm control of this game, and the Bills had a couple of opportunities. Did have a Josh Allen ill-advised interception, but they did come back, uh, scored a late touchdown, went for two. And another team down by 14 wants to get to six instead of seven, which is crazy, but uh, it worked out. Didn't really affect the, the point spread at all, or even the total in that matter. 24-18, the final was Cincinnati, but this Bengals team is really starting to play some good football. They are, and we talked about that, you know, last week after the San Francisco game, and when we were actually watching that game at the Westgate, uh, Joe Burrow, the the mobility issues that he had uh, at the beginning of the season, coming out of the bye week, the two weeks, you know, to rest up, he is at a hundred percent, and probably right now you've got to put Cincinnati in a conversation of one of the top four teams in the a- the AFC right now, you know, because they are playing outstanding football. Um, Buffalo had their opportunities and have, you know, we talk about Dak Prescott in always making a blunder in, it seems like the big games. Do you have to start saying the same thing with Josh Allen? Because he, he always has one of those, you know, go back to the, the first Monday night game when it was supposed to be the showdown with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and everything. He's the one that lost that game for the Jets. No question. You know, yeah. and it, it always seems he makes one of those. I call it the, the Brett Favre mentality where he just, he thinks he can put the ball pinpoint wherever he wants and throws them into double coverage and that his receiver is going to, going to get the ball and it just doesn't work out. One word. Well, actually two words if you want to throw Brett Favre in there. Okay. Uh, Mississippi, Wyoming. All right. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, it just, it doesn't seem, and I love Brett. You know that. I, I love him. But again, wasn't, was never the brightest, <laughs> the sharpest tool. He never was. Love the guy. Love the man. But he, he would drive me nuts. Uh, but I had a different appreciation for him, you know, after moving to Green Bay meeting. But before I moved to Green Bay, before ever meeting him, spending time with him, I, 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 he would just drive me crazy. And then, then, you know, I had the tolerance after getting a chance to know him and everything. Well, okay. But, but he did get better and he matured. But Josh Allen is, is the same way. Uh, when he was at Wyoming, he put up some big numbers and everything, but just the mentality. And I'm not saying Josh Allen is, is, is a stupid guy. I'm not saying that, but it just, there's a demeanor and there's sometimes there's a thought process there where sometimes you know, he's not, you know, looking at all of his receivers. He's not going through the proper reads or, you know, settling for a check down. He'll want to force it in there. But that interception that he made last night, you're right. And those ones that he made against the, the Jets in opening night, it just, it's cause for concern. And again, he has more interceptions than anybody at this point of his career compared to any, any of the greats. So yeah, he's a little scary. But then on the flip side, when they needed that touchdown to, to rally back, not only did he do it with his arm, but he do it he did it with his legs, right. and he he fought for that extra yardage. And so, I mean, that guy is tough. So it's he he's he's a tough guy because you know you're gonna have that, but it's true. You get the good and you get the bad with Brett Favre. You get the good and the bad with Josh Allen. So I think that's a, that's a great comp. Yeah, and it's amazing that the way he does run the football, like you said, he doesn't slide. He, he thinks he's a running back and he'll, he'll lower his head for the extra yard or two. It's amazing. He hasn't gotten, you know, hurt over the years. You know, he's, he's missed very few games. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the dolphins again, all right. They, they, they lose the game and they're going to start, you know, wearing that moniker now of that. They can't win the big games. You know, they played three winning teams. Lost all, all three of them. And even though this final score says 21 to 14, it really wasn't even that close. It wasn't. Uh, I thought Kansas City would handle the travel better. I don't know if that had any factor to do with it. But again, I think it was more for me about Kansas City coming off the loss and the way they handle that. Um, Kansas City gets lackadaisical at times. And, uh, if they could just, you know, show up week in and week out, 
uh, they're going to be a very, very tough out uh, again here. But uh, Miami still got plenty of concerns, not ready to uh, anoint them uh, as champs in the AFC East. Yeah, the knock on Miami, obviously, outside of not being able to beat you know the teams with a winning record, uh, we have concerns with their defense. And, you know, yesterday, the, you know, Kansas City got the three scores pretty quickly and had control of the game, but they had trouble moving the football against the Kansas City defense. And I, I now have to really give the Kansas City defense more credit than I was giving them. They, they have played well this year. Actually, you could say the defense has played as good or better than the offense because they're not scoring a ton of points this year. This is probably one of the lowest season point totals that they've had through eight or nine games in recent years. So I want to go back, and we talked about it with Chuck Esposito last hour, about the way that the Houston Texans game ended You know, yesterday. Final score, 39-37. Uh, to 37. And um, again, they came from behind, and they got the touchdown. Uh, but instead of kicking... The extra point, granted, didn't have the kicker, but they, like you mentioned, they had somebody kick the 29-yarder earlier. Okay, very easily could have done that. So you want to go for two. They go for two to get up by four, but instead they don't even attempt it. And C.J. Stroud goes Neil Diamond. All right. Have you heard anybody discuss, since that line was two or two and a half, because we always hear it, about, well, the fix is in or this and that, blah, 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 blah. Because I actually heard that from people in the press box yesterday prior to the Raider game was getting ready to kick off. And, you know, usually we hear that kind of talk from just, you know, people. But when you look at the way this played out and you consider that, and I'm not saying that's the case, but. If there was ever an instance for people to question the integrity here, especially now considering you have all of these gaming partners of all these sports books that are gaming partners, and then we hear more and more about players being being suspended for betting on games and betting on different sports, football players, that looks very, very shady to say the least when something like that happens, the way it happened, when it did influence the number. It absolutely does. I didn't hear people talking about that because I left as soon as that game ended, the early games. Well, I just I, mean within the last yeah, 20 hours or so. Here's what should happen, okay? That was a bad look. They should have run the play. And I think that not made public, but there should be an you know, eternal email to all NFL teams that, you know, and you can't say, I love when people say, oh, I didn't even know what the spread was. Everybody knows what the spread is. It's all over your TV screen. It's on your, you know, your, everybody knows you're two and a half point favorite or you're a two and a half point dog. Okay. You know that. Um, for the look and integrity, and this would be a great question when you have Matt Holt, you know, U.S. integrity, it wasn't a good look for the NFL. I totally agree that they didn't take the chance kicking the extra point because that's the only way he could have blocked it, run it back, and then instead of you know having the two point lead or four point lead, your tie. Yeah, I get that, but you got to run the play. Nothing bad can happen if Joshua, not Joshua Dobbs, if C.J. Stroud goes in and gets tackled. You got to attempt the play. Not running the play looks. Funny, and it's like the same way in college football. We almost had that this year in the um, Ohio State Notre Dame game. If you remember, uh, they had to kick the extra point to make it a push, where <clears throat> because there was one second left on the clock. If there was not, if he would have scored on the legitimately last play of the game, they don't kick the extra point, right. and anybody that bet Notre Dame would have won the game. Right. But because the, they put the one second back on the clock, they had to run it. So for looks, if you're gonna, if you're gonna endorse it, you have to make it look good on the field and they should have ran the play. So I think we will never hear it, but I think the commissioner's office should do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything else, uh, from the NFL side uh, that, uh, that caught your, piqued your interest yesterday? Well, the situation that we see all these, you know, 
quarterbacks come in and, you know, do well. CJ Stroud, did he just lock up rookie of the year? Yes. You yeah. know, 470 yards. That's a record, all time record for a rookie quarterback to do that and to do it in. It's not like they were playing a patsy and they, you know, they won 40 to nothing. The, those were meaningful throws. They had, they were trading points in that game and he had to rally the team twice. They, they were behind twice in the fourth quarter when they kicked that field goal to go up the first time and then had to come back and answer. So CJ Stroud, good. We talked about Bryce Young. How much pressure is on this kid now? Because, because they were taking one, two in a draft, we're not talking about two first round draft picks. We're talking about the first and second pick overall. They're always going to be adjoined at the hip. He's always going to be compared. And right now there is absolutely no comparison between the two. Hmm. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll uh, touch on some Major League Baseball news, and we'll talk about the college football from Saturday as well, too. And then we'll take a good, hard look coming your way uh, tonight for the uh, Jets and the Chargers. And uh, we're getting some pretty good two-way action on that game, but the Jets are getting three and a half at home. We'll dive into that and a whole lot more for you here on this magnificent Monday. Now, back to more of Las Vegas' favorite sports madman, the Dr. T.C. Martin. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, don't forget, we'll be back at the Westgate Las Vegas on Friday inside the world-famous Superbug. Make sure you join us. My man, Mark McMillan. Scheduled to join us. Former Eagle, former Chiefs. Man, he was living large in the Super Bowl. It's been a great year for him. Um, Also, on uh, playing chef and everything with uh, on the Fox show last year as well as this past year. So, uh, Mark Grillin McMillan will be joining us. On Are you Friday. thinking of Next Level Chef? Next you level you chef. couldn't think of the name. You're looking I, I, at me, I, I, and I'm I, I, like, I forgot the name. Of the, yeah, Next I, I Level Chef. Yeah, Next Level Chef. Yeah, he did a great job of that, and he's uh, still getting some residuals from that, uh, doing some other guest appearances and stuff like that. So. Does he still have Good the stuff. pizza at Evil? Evil Pie, exactly. Yeah, Evil Pie spelled E V E L. Yeah, like Evil Can Evil. There you go. All right. Shout out to my friend Sammy over at Evil Pie. Do a great job. Nice, big, thick pizza pie. Good stuff, right? Yeah. I've eaten a few slices there. Yeah, they good. They good. Yeah. They got a spot over at Allegiant Stadium as well, too, with the uh, the downtown location. So nice. appreciate that. Good stuff. And again, uh, shout out to our guys over at Slice of Vegas for the indoor tailgate party. Well represented there on Sunday. I got a chance to go over there and watch the morning games before going over to Allegiant, Marco. And uh, I thought long and hard about it. I thought long and hard. What do I do? As the cars once said, should I, or the class said, should I stay? Should I go? Should I walk or should I drive? I was going back and forth. What should I do? And after taking a poll of all the people that were at the indoor tailgate party, they all said, oh, no, you got to drive. Oh, you got to drive. And, and here's what, what, what got me, because they said, you're cool with the walkover from 12 to 15 minutes, but they go, the walk back, double your time, because it is so crowded coming back. But then again, believe the time that I left, <laughs> it would have been, in the horse racing terms, clear and fast. <laughs> no. So, so again, it's not a bad drive. You know, where did you park? Where do you park? Well, I see. That's the, that's why it's a dilemma for me because I have a parking space. I have media parking, right? So I just have to deal with the traffic and the traffic is really has never really been that bad going to Allegiant Stadium, you know, especially if you're coming up Russell. So went to Mandalay Bay, parked there, stayed for a few hours, about two hours, two and a half hours. And then uh, I made the drive. Got to the Raider game, and I liked it that it was a one twenty-five start, so I had that buffer time to kind of stay with the games. And in Slice, they have all the games up, all you can eat, 
uh, not only from Slice, but from Who Songs. Uh, great atmosphere. And they'll be doing it again because the Raiders have another home game coming up this Sunday. They got the Sunday night football game. So they'll kick it off at 5.20 p.m. So uh, that'll start at 2 p.m. with a Sunday night football game, uh, Slice of Vegas. So we will hook you up this week if you want to go. And again, great food, great menu items. And I think I uh, even showed you some pictures. You did. That. Yeah. And then I pulled your line on you and replied back that, oh, they're not blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> you love those chicken wings there. You love the chicken. Yeah, yeah, chicken yeah, wings oh, are good. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, it's a heck of a deal. And if you're yeah. any kind of a drinker, it's, it puts it over top. I can get my money's worth just in food. Yeah. You know, watching course, you know, of the afternoon ball games. Yeah. But if you're a drinker and, and that price includes your, you know, $35. Yeah. You can't, you can't beat it. And, and it's all you can eat and all you can drink with the beer, the wine, um, the well drinks, yeah. or, or the sodas, whatever you want. So good stuff. Nubchuck, does that fit in your schedule th- th- this coming Sunday? Now, it is a late afternoon game. So you, you may possibly, be, you might be able to make possibly. It. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of him coming over yesterday, you know, he always talks about how he has to work and he has all this stuff. Yeah. He was working. He was laying in a chair for about 12 hours. It was getting seven. A, getting a new tattoo. It was seven. Yeah. You could have been stuffing your face instead of going, ah, this really hurts. Hold on. While it was going on, yeah, I was here still. While what? The party was going on? While the party was going yeah, on. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, And then, then you went and got your, your new tattoo. And then I went and got my new tattoo. And what is that tattoo anyway? What, what am I looking at? What is that? It's a rose. A blue and rose? It's a blue rose. And yeah. then... Yeah. The Grim Reaper. There's a red, pink one in the bird. This, this guy purple lead, one. This guy leads the league in in the radio league in tattoos. It's it's amazing. That's where all your money goes. It's only seventeen. I'm not that bad. Seventeen. Seventeen tattoos. <laughs> He's counting. <laughs> right. I can't see seventeen, so I don't want to ask where the other ones are. Right. The <laughs> <laughs> oh. least Marco has his name on somebody's tattoo. Look at that. Your name is on somebody's body. Wow. What a stud you are, man. <laughs> you ever see this guy turn beet red like that? What a stud. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Hold on. Before we start with the NFL, or the baseball news, Yes. can I start with some breaking? We got breaking news. We got Let's breaking news. Okay, we're our on-the-spot uh, reporter, Numbcheck. Uh, you know, usually I like to preface the, uh, you know, your your credentials. What is your credentials for this on the spot reporter? It's baseball cards. Oh, baseball cards. Baseball cards. Our on the spot baseball card expert, uh, Numchuck. Go. The Carolina Panthers have just signed former Raider and Packer Blake Martinez. Oh no! Oh no! Blake, we should have saved that for Terrible Tuesday. How's Blake doing nowadays? Oh, he got banned off the off of the Pokemon cards. He did get banned. Yeah, after he retired. So now he's got to come back. Wow, Blake's coming back. Remember, he retired from football at twenty nine. Right at twenty nine, because he was tired of the grind. Play with the Giants. Play with the Raiders. Play with the Packers. And then he said, "Nah, I'm 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 done with this. I'm in the trading card business." But now he's not. Is he still have his company? No. Oh wow, sad day. Very sad. Thank you. All right. Uh, Is this a good day or a sad day for Cubs fans? The breaking news coming out of Chicago today. The Cubs have a new manager. David Ross is out. And get this. Craig Council is leaving Milwaukee to make that short drive, that hour and a half drive, going down I-43 south. To manage the Cubbies. Get this. Five-year deal. $40 million. $8 million a season. Making him the highest paid manager in the history of Major League Baseball. Pay that man his money. How do you think some good friends <laughs> feel about that? Who never probably made more, well, I could say, never made more than $4 million or $3 million a season and this Hammenager is making eight million a season. And you didn't even say the kicker. The kicker. So Rossi didn't get fired. 
Right. He's still got a year left on his deal. He's still got a year left on his deal. Yeah. He's going to be a part of the team some way. They're going to reassign him and do some something. Other, something else there with the Chicago Cubs. But if you are the Cubs, Ross, nice feel, good story, being the catcher, part-time catcher in 2016. Okay, fine. But he's not a manager. No, not at all. Craig Council has done a really good job with the Brewers, not with a big payroll. Um, but eight million a season? No, thank you. For a first round exit yes. in the playoffs. Again. Again. Mm-hmm. In the softest how about, division. How do you think people like I'm not even gonna mention the obvious because you know people know what I'm gonna say. But let's go back to the guys like Jim Leland and Bobby Cox and people that have been fantastic managers, never coming close to making this kind of money. Danny Murtaugh. Yeah, they're Danny Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah, we go oh. way back. Yeah, well, we t- how many times were we at the Westgate when our good buddy, the QB, Jay Schrader's there? Yeah. And it's just, man, I was just born in the wrong time to play. You know, when you, yeah. when you look at the money now, it's, it's, it is what it is now. Where's it going to stop? We'll see. But, you know, it's not like you pay somebody the highest paid manager ever. You would think there'd be a little more. You're not coming off a year that you lost in the first round of the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. What what warrants that? You know, I think for the Cubs, they look at a job that Council has done up close and personal, and you you know you face the team eighteen, nineteen times a year. Now, obviously, it wasn't that much this year because they went to that balanced schedule and everything with interleague. But you face a, a guy, and you probably think, "Wow, this guy's done a lot with you know not a lot of uh, of talent. Had to deal with you know." With salary caps and all that other kind of stuff, so I think they're just the familiarity. Um, if you're Milwaukee, you're upset again because now, you know, they've lost talent. You know, to the Cubs, to the bigger city, the bigger payroll, all that sort of thing. And now you're, you know, have your manager who it's been a long time since you know the Brewers have had a manager stay with that team for a long period of time, and uh, yeah, you lose them down the road to Chicago, a division rival. So. That's uh, that's, that's that's kind of a blow for the Brewers, but for, from the Cubs' standpoint, um, they've got to change their ways as well too. They've got to make sure that they develop that talent down on the farm, uh, get some quality free agents. But I understand going away from Ross because he had no managerial experience whatsoever. It was a feel good story, and he he led them really to nothing. But now you go to Craig Council. And where does Milwaukee go now? Good question. Yeah. Again, so and I'm sure that they were kind of, I don't want to say they were blindsided by this because they knew the council was going to interview for some other jobs, you know, potentially maybe going to the Yankees or going to, um, you know, the Mets or something like that. Uh, speaking of the Mets, uh, the Mets hire Carlos Mendoza today as their new manager. Mendoza spent uh, the better part of the last 15 years with the New York Yankees in a variety of different roles. Uh, he was Aaron Boone's bench coach there in the Yankees this past uh, year, past couple seasons. So the Mets hiring Carlos Mendoza. Stephen Voigt, former catcher, probably remember him right as a player. He is now the new manager of the Cleveland Guardians with no experience whatsoever. So again, you go on the cheap, hire these guys, and then you'll create counsel who, you know, has over 10 years of managing experience. He's getting eight million a year. But, uh, yeah, you go from Terry Francona to Stephen Voigt. Wow. I don't know. How about this? Uh, manager of the year candidates for AL manager of the year. You, you want to take a guess? Got to have the Texas manager in there. Bruce Bochy. All right. Who else would you put up there? And the reason Baltimore. why I, I bring this up. Baltimore. Brendan Hyde. Yes, correct. Because they didn't make the playoffs, I can't go there, but I would have given, you know, you talk about small markets and so forth, Seattle manager. He, he should. He should be up there. I, I, I would take him over who else is on the ballot, you know, no question. Yeah. Scott Service did a really good job with Seattle. That, you know. Kevin Cash, Tampa Bay. 
After the first month of the season, okay. <laughs> and of course, no Dusty but, Baker. Yeah. Even no Dusty Baker last year when they had the best record in the AL. Nothing. National League. Um, Craig Council. Brian Snitker of Atlanta. Understand that. Skip Schumacher of the Miami Marlins. Really? How about Philadelphia? Oh, no, because we already done that before. We we can't do that. Yeah, just it, it's crazy with Major League Baseball. It's crazy with all of these sports, manager of the year, coach of the year. It's like what they're saying to you is, well, not just going to give it to the team that wins the World Series. No. Or the team that, uh, you know, wins 100 games, 95 games. No. We're going to take the manager who maybe we were expecting your team to be garbage, and now you're average, mediocre, or slightly, slightly better than average. Yeah, that, that equates to manager of the year. As far as I'm concerned, manager of the year is the team that leads his team to the World Series or wins the World Series or deep in the playoffs. It, it, it shouldn't be this surprise factor. Wow, you guys are 65 to one shot and you know you almost made the playoffs. That's that's what it's become. I agree with you to an extent, but to say the guy that takes you to the playoffs, World Series, and with if you're a team that has an unlimited bankroll and you've got and I'm thinking of some of those Don't discount the manager. Okay. Just because they have a big uh, payroll. And you've got all the players and you're supposed to be there, like some of those powerhouse who, okay. teams of the who Yankees. Ha- who has all the players? The well, Yankees are in the conversation. They're not, they're not okay. yet. Okay, so that, that's but, not an argument. Okay, Angels. how about the year? Of the contenders. You want to talk about buying a championship. Yeah. I still look at the Florida Marlins, the year they won the championship. They bought that championship. A manager that I liked and was familiar with from Pittsburgh, Jim Leland, mm-hmm. went there. Yep. You know, he was the hired assassin to get the, yeah. get it done. And then they blow the team up the next year. Yeah. That's not, that's not big. They bought that. I, I mean, I would look at that championship trophy in their showcase and it, you want to talk about fraudulent mm-hmm. to me. How do you, how do you feel good about that? No, I know that, but that's, that's a whole different conversation or argument or whatever you want to say. I mean, we're talking about these leagues putting the wrong people up there who deserve manager of the year or coach of the year. Who is the best coach in the if WNBA you, this year? Oh, there was no who, question. No question. She finished third. Right. It's she right. finished third. If you give Insane. me a vote, if you give me a vote for manager of the year in the AL, mm-hmm. I'm voting for the Baltimore Orioles uh, manager because he got the most out of mm-hmm. that team, had the best record. Okay. Yes, they fell in the playoffs, and that shouldn't... And fell hard. Fell hard you know, the first round. I get it, mm-hmm. but name three superstars on that team. Name three stars. Nobody... Okay, it, but it's, it's not about that. It's okay. So Bruce Bochy comes out of retirement... And even though I'm not the biggest Bochy uh, guy at all, I'm okay, but he takes a team that has never won a World Series, uh, come off uh, over a hundred losses two years ago. First year, they lead the division for 159 of 162 games, and then they win the World Series. He's the slam dunk winner. It's not even close, and he probably will get it. Yeah. They'll probably get it right, but that's it. Kevin Cash. What you need to fill out a, a place here, like win place and show. Is, is that why we're, what we're doing here? It's like, well, we need to have three. Uh, we're going to put Kevin Cash. No, you, you don't deserve a, when to be the, on there. When did the votes have to be in? Was it after the World Series, before the World Series, before the playoffs? I, I'm sure all of these things are for the regular season, you know, but again, you know, Major League Baseball. If, if, it, if the puts, votes were yeah. in before the playoffs started, yeah. then to me, it's the Baltimore manager, hands down. And I don't know. I mean, Scott Service from Seattle. Why not put him in there? I'll put him in a, over Kevin Cash at Tampa I Bay. Agree. I agree with over Kevin yeah. Cash. I do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying that it's all, all of these coach of the year, these manager of the year things are really skewed, and they don't make a whole lot of sense. Again, it's like we're going to – 
put the guy in and reward him for manager of the year, coach of the year, because we weren't expecting your team to do much, but you surprised us. Therefore, no. It, it's about winning. That's really what it's all about. As far as Texas goes, now Bochy's going to win. He should win. There's no, no question. It's, it's probably irrelevant to even talk about it. But yeah, you had Marcus Simeon and, and Craig Seeger, if you're talking about buying a team or, 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 or two guys, but, but really only those two guys. Max Scherzer <laughs> didn't do anything right. for the Texas Rangers. I don't know. And again, in the National League, you got to put in the, the Arizona manager, I would Tori Lavello. So. Yeah. On, on the National League side, you know, I mean, there Snick, isn't anybody Snick, that Snicker I get again, but Tori Lavello is, is, is not named. So if we're going to consider Brandon Hyde of Baltimore, why is it Tori Lavello on there? I agree with you 100%. When you know you why? Were asking me, you know why? Because he only got 84 regular season wins. So if these votes were. You know, or, or nominate, you know, we're for the regular season. You're probably thinking Arizona. I mean, pfft, I they guarantee stink, you right? I guess probably you why the season that's probably why not was, was much lower than 84. It was, there, yeah, right. I don't remember what it was, but I know it was yeah. much, much lower. So, yeah, he did a heck of a job. Yeah. And, you know, and then, well, again, if they, they voted beforehand before the playoffs, the run that he took the team on to get them to the playoffs with, mm. you know, again, uh, you know, he, it was patchwork with that pitching staff mm-hmm. to do what they did. Crazy stuff. All right. Let's handicap uh, tonight's game. We got the uh, Jets getting three and a half against the Chargers. The Chargers, kind of a strange team here. You know, you got Justin Herbert, you got Austin Eckler. Um, defense, pretty solid. And then if you're back in the Jets, you have to worry about. Zach Wilson in the offense. You know, you feel pretty good about the defensive side of the ball. I get that. So that's where it, it gets a little dicey tonight if you're handicapping this game. And um, I am throwing in the factor of the cross-country travel. I'm giving the Jets a, a home field advantage here. And I'm getting, giving the Jets credit for having that defense even though Herbert does get rid of the ball very quickly he's not going to make a ton of mistakes I'm still not sure that he's 100% healthy or close to it uh, but if you're playing the Jets you are only playing them for one side of the football this is a correlated parlay in my opinion if you like the Jets under you like the under mm-hmm. if you like the Chargers you like the over so I'm sure whichever way you decide you'll be Hooking a teaser with that correlated parlay some, somehow, uh, with it. But, uh, I look at it in, this is just one of the fundamentals for me, TC. You give me the better defense, getting points. That's always going to have me start to look at the dog. Then you take that dog and throw them on, you know, playing at home. I'm going to look at them even more. And then now the third element of it, you put them on the biggest stage on Monday night football, which will be, you know, that crowd is going to be, you know, they're going to be jacked up. They're t- they've been tailgating probably for a couple hours already getting ready for this game. Cause the Jets, the only reason that they were on TV as much as they were scheduled this year is because when they planned these, they expected it to be the Jets. In Aaron Rodgers. Of course, yeah. Okay. Just like Sunday Night Football here in Vegas next week. That's what they were well, banking on, yeah. Yeah. And so it's a bit, it's still a big deal for the Jets because they're not on T, they're not on these, you know, focus games well, like that. Well, in the, and they're in the race. They're only one game behind Miami. Yeah. Now so, that, yeah. yeah, that everybody get you know, with Buffalo losing and Miami losing. It's, this is a huge game. And I think if you want to play conspiracy theory, it's good for the NFL to have the Jets win and make that a three-team race in the AFC. Nobody's catching Kansas City. Okay? What, do you, what do you mean conspiracy theory? What are you trying to say that there's game fixing here? What are you trying to say? Conspiracy theory. Oh, you see the commercials with the scripts, don't you? I think those are the those are hilarious that that the NFL pokes fun at themselves because everybody says everything is scripted and they're sitting there, you know, doing those commercials. They're, they're talking about the play scripts. Scripts plays. They're, they're, no, <laughs> you haven't watched the commercial. <laughs> but, uh, this is a big game. I, 
I like the Jets. I, I just think you look at their three home games, TC, it was the, the opener on Monday night against Buffalo. Yes, Josh Allen gave the game away. Four turnovers in that game. But the defense caused a lot of that. Then they played Kansas City at home. They only lose by three to Kansas City in a game that they had the opportunity. They, they could have won. Uh, they had the ball at midfield, you know, before that last turnover. Then you look at the other game. They beat Philadelphia. And I know when they beat Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia had bigger games on deck. I get that. They had the Sunday night game with Miami and Dallas after that. So it was a great spot to face Philadelphia. I like it. But then last week, anybody that watched last week's game would want no part of the Jets. You, we joked about uh-huh. how ugly that game yeah. was. Do you understand? They only they scored 13 points. Three of them came on the final play of regulation, and three of them came in overtime. That's what makes it uh, treacherous. But you don't have to talk me into the Jets because I'm on him. Okay. Plus 10 and a half. <laughs> Got my teaser pleaser, baby. <laughs> you like that bet. Come on. I that's can't believe I can't what, believe you did not tease them up yesterday uh to a ten and a half. Yeah. That I mean I feel pretty good about it. Ten and a half points in with that defense in a game with a low total. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I just hope Zach Wilson doesn't kill us. That's that's all I'm aware. And I got my guy Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall. Yeah. So, knock knock on wood, he has played well in these TV games. Surprisingly. Let's see if he can do it again. There's video out right now yes with aaron Rodgers dropping back three steps and bombing 70 yards totally fine yeah it's totally fine 56 days after yeah totally fine probably be back mm, probably let's say week 16 could be if they're in content if they have a chance to make the playoffs it, you know then yeah take the risk mm. All right. I want to thank Chuck Esposito joining us uh, over at Red Rock. Uh, Marco D'Angelo on his way out of here. Going back east, my friend. I anticipate I'm going to get a lot of great food pictures, hopefully, from back east, from Pittsburgh, the surrounding area. Enjoy Penn State and uh, Michigan. Remember, white or blue. I'm not too picky. Penn State. XL. There it is. And I will have not have to endure any insults for the next week. That, that's a win for you. Yeah, it's a win that's for a win. me. Jeez, what a sore loser. What a <laughs> sore loser. Jeez. It's okay, Marco. I'll uh, you know, enjoy yourself. You know, Marco will be gone uh, Friday and Monday, my bookend partner. But, uh, yeah, seriously, enjoy your birthday today. Have fun. Uh, enjoy your steaks and, uh, and, and the trip back east. That's definitely uh, bucket list material, seeing a Penn State-Michigan game. And arguably, you're seeing probably the number one team in the nation with the Michigan Wolverines. You know, they're pl- under they're, they're a little play- bit of fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that crowd will be going crazy and want to give it to Harbaugh. So, cool. All right. Enjoy, my friend. Thanks. All right. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Terrible Tuesday style. And uh, this week, uh, Kevin Kruger will be joining us uh, on Wednesday. Barry Odom will join us on Thursday. Talk a little UNLV. Plus, we will talk more football this week as well. Lincoln Kennedy will be joining us uh, as well this week. A whole lot more of the great guest list, as you know. All right. Have yourself a good one. We're back at it again tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. TCMartinShow.com.